y'all and welcome back to my podcast. It is me, the High Priestess Jay. And today we are going to talk about some things to consider before joining an ATR or an African traditional religion. So a couple weeks ago, I gave a reading and my client wanted to know if there was anything that she should know about joining an ATR because somebody told her that it was her time to join up and um, I obliged her question I filled her in with some tips and these are really simple tips but I felt like it would be really great to just share it with everybody because not everybody knows everything I don't even know everything so if at the end of this podcast you think that I did not touch on something that should be on here let me know and I will see if I can add it to this list And I'll give you your credit, of course. So let's jump into the topic. Y'all know I love etymology and breaking down words. So what I did was, is I broke down the word religion. Okay, so for me, when I see the word religion, I see re-legion. I see re-line. And that's about as far as it goes with that word. (laughs) So I actually went and looked it up officially. And the word religion comes from the Latin religare, which means to bind. Or it can also come from the Latin religere, which means to read again. But it's closer to religare because religare has the I in it. So from religare... We have religio, which is an obligation, a bond, or a reverence. And then from there, it came into Old French, and that word meaning was fear of gods and divine service. Okay, so when you think about religion, think of obligations, bonds, reverence, fear of gods, or, you know, I don't like to use the word the fear of God, but, you know, um, it's just like you understand your God or your gods, you know what they like and what they don't like, and you try not to do those things that don't, that they don't like and divine service. So being in service of something divine. Okay. So at the end of the day, ATRs are religions. They are religions traditional to Africa and to African nations. So if you are somebody that just swears up and down that you can't do religion or you don't like religion, you don't mess with it, then this might not be for you. African traditional religions may not be for you. They don't have the same exact structures as religions that you might know, like Christianity, and it's various different forms that it comes in, but that is something to take into consideration. So the first point that I made to my client when she asked me about ATRs was, are you obedient? Okay, because in these religions, there are certain things that you may or may not be able to do anymore. So in Ifa, some people um, 
and I'm saying some and like using loose terms because I'm not a part of any ATRs and I don't have intentions of joining at the moment because it just does not make sense for me and we'll get to that later. So my first point again is are you obedient? Okay. In some religions you have a year in white which is where you can only wear white clothes shoes accessories and things of that nature so you can only wear white for that one year could you see yourself doing that you have to think about that there might be taboo restriction so i've encountered some people that can no longer wear red hats or wear anything red on their head because that is taboo for them I've encountered people that have liquor as a taboo or have marijuana as a taboo. I've encountered people that have gossiping as a taboo. So there are certain things that your um, that your deities, your gods, your goddesses, or whomever may say that you can no longer engage in. So you're going to have to be real with that. Also, there are recurring traditions and actions and works that you'll need to do so you have to be prepared to weave those into your daily life and to make that a part of who you really are and then you also have to abide by the rules and the structures so again it is a religion almost all religions have rules structures some type of uh, holy text to live by to model yourself off of Um, ATRs might not exactly have holy texts, but they do have stories and anecdotes and fables and, you know, all these different things that pretty much give you an idea as to how you need to live, how you need to carry yourself, how you need to represent yourself now that you're a part of this group. So that is number one, obedience. My second point that I asked my client was, have you done enough research? Have you done enough research? So you really need to look up every single thing that you can about this religion. You need to be calling people. You need to be on YouTube looking up videos about people that are in the religion. You need to get books if you can. Go to... um, If you can shadow people for a week or two, you need to go shadow. You just need to gather as much info as possible. Use today's technology and don't dogmatically believe stuff like you may have been trained to do before, right? So there are no more secrets. Well, there are still secrets, but a lot of things have been demystified Um, There's a lot more information out there than there has been ever before. So use that to your advantage. Okay, look up these people that are telling you to join. Um, Look up if they look like the original people of that religion. I personally feel like that's really, really important. You want to get as authentic as possible as you can when it comes to these things because there are a lot of charlatans and inauthentic people that um, that crown themselves and take part in things that are not meant for them. And that can have you really messed up. So 
do your research, look into things, look up people. Don't be afraid to ask around. Don't be afraid to ask to shadow just to get a taste because it's going to be your money that you're going to be spending. It's going to be your time that you're going to be spending. So I would just want to have all the information and tools that I needed before I signed into something, wouldn't you? And the third and final point that I made to my client was, does it make clear sense? Does it make clear sense for you to do this right now or at all? So first I want to just say at like right now, does it make clear sense for you right now? Um, Because you have to think about that and you have to be real about that. I said, is your path 100% open and pointing to this or is it ridiculously difficult? So uh, I know a lot of people have to get money to become initiated. They need to pay a certain amount of money. It could be anything. But I've heard $2,000 before and I've heard more than that. But let's just say it's $2,000, right? So if the path is 100% open, it shouldn't be that hard for you to find the money. Um, You may need to work more hours or, you know, you might need to ask somebody, but it shouldn't be like pulling out teeth for you to conjure up this money. Or if you can make the money, did you just get hit by the, you know, IRS for $2,000 that you owe or something like that? Like, so is it pointing to like, yes, I should do this? Or are you keep, do you keep running into roadblocks and things that are stopping you and holdups that are just basically pointing towards this is not the time right now? Okay, because you may not agree with that personally, but for myself, I've learned that when things are just, when I'm experiencing a lot of resistance towards certain things, Um, that's when I know that it's not time for me to do that certain thing or not to, it's not time for me to be around that certain person or to engage in this certain behavior. Okay. For some people, it might be when it's harder for them to do stuff that that's a sign for them to push forward, but that's not how I work. And that's not how I think. And I think a lot of people are also like this as well. They're like, okay. I've been trying to do this one thing for a very, very, very long time. I've been pushing really hard for it. And it just seems like this is just not aligning with what I need to do, right? So I've had that before. I wanted to shadow with one of my teachers whom um, I simply adore her and her work and all the things that she's helped me do and realize and so I wanted to shadow with her but at that time I was buying a home and I was getting a lot more hours at work and I was traveling a lot and it there was just no time for me to do that and my goals were not aligned with this My goal at that time was to create some stability within my life. And going down that path would have created a lot of instability for me. And so I felt like that just wasn't the time for me. And maybe at a later time, it will be. So to add on to this point, 
is it what you truly desire or is it what others are doing? A fad. So you also have to sit with that. Is this something that you really, really, really want to do? You feel like this is connected to you. You feel like this is going to empower you. This is going to help you, you know, um, do the things that you need to do. It's going to bring you closer to, you know, your spirits, your God, your higher self, whatever that may be. And then my last question was, is it a part of your bloodline? A lot of people don't want to hear that question. (laughs) A lot of people don't like that. I actually got told that when I was thinking about joining Aoife, and I think about it a lot. And I'm probably going to bring it up a lot because that made a lot of sense to me. At the time that I heard it, I really didn't like it. It hurt my feelings. I was like, yo, we all from Africa, though. But then I was like, oh, yeah, though. Like, I know which parts my family hails from so maybe it would be better for me to stick to the rivers that I'm used to (laughs) stick to what I'm used to stick to what I'm closer related to what I have a closer proximity to so for me although I might have some West African blood in me I have more Central African blood so Getting into Ifa doesn't really make that much sense for me because there are a lot of other traditional religions in my actual country that my family is that my family is from, right? But in addition to that, for those of us that are multiracial or have a very blended family, have a very blended background. I personally don't engage in religion, but I do like to pull different things from different religions and spiritualities and practices. And if they work for me, then I use them and I use them and I show gratitude for, you know, that culture, that religion, that spirituality. And I'm, you know, say thank you. And sometimes I might um, do working for certain spirits to show gratitude or I'll give back to nature to show gratitude so that is something to consider is it a part of your bloodline does it make clear sense for you to do this thing okay so that was just three points that I made I broke down the etymology of religion and the three points that I made were are you obedient or are you willing to be obedient second point Have you done enough research? And the third point is, does it make clear sense? So I hope that was helpful to you and helpful for your spiritual path and journey. If you guys have any questions or topics that you want me to touch on, please feel free to contact me. Uh, I have a form on my website that you can fill out. Uh, And I can also be contacted on Instagram and Twitter at High Priestess J with two H's at the end of high. I can be found on Facebook, High Priestess J, and I can be found on YouTube, High Priestess J, as well as my YouTube, or sorry, as well as as my website, excuse me, highpriestessj.guru. So I will talk to y'all later, and I hope that you have an excellent week or day. 
whatever. (laughs) And I'll talk to y'all in the next podcast. See ya.